welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So, last time, our heroes battled against Zane Crow and his uh, cronies. Boo! Uh, Boo! I, I I don't get that many opportunities to use puns like that, so I gotta take. Really, them. you don't? No, yeah, that's okay. Fair point. Um. Anyway, uh, battled against the uh, one of one of the vehicles and was able to uh, take him down with Tegan striking the final blow, uh, with a beam of light from above. Whoop, whoop. That just counts as one. <laughs> uh, but before we get into what happens next, uh, we're going to go around and do a quick uh, quick set of introductions. So first of all, Tabitha, would you like to go and introduce yourself? What would you do if I said no? I'll move on. Okay. Um, I'm Jess. I play Tabitha and also Francis and... Gregory, which those two have not really gotten much combat. Although last time Gregory did get combat, or not Gregory, oh. Francis. Yeah, can't. Gregory has still done no combat whatsoever. Yeah, he's. Uh, hopefully one day he will figure out. I think he just has some growing to do. All right. Yeah. Up next, Athir. Would you like to go and introduce yourself? No. All right. Up next. <laughs> Apparently, we're just being stubborn today. Apparently. Obstinate? Yeah, possibly. Uh, my name's Brian. I play Athir. Um, I, uh, I'm the fighter of the group. Uh, Athir is an elf, and uh, he has a halberd that uh, has normally been causing some pain to the group uh, or some confrontation. Um, but he didn't bring him with him this time. Uh, I wonder why. So that's what I got going on. All right. Up next, Tormir, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Hey, folks. This is Brandon, who also plays Tormir, the dwarf monk. And, uh, yeah, he's just here to steal the show from Jethal. This is true. Well, jerk. to be fair, you also steal the show from just about everybody. So... Pshaw, Pshaw. Although Tegan, this is uh, Tegan's gives world, a, and we're just living in it. Yeah, nice. Tegan's world and Tegan's accents. That's really what it all. That's all. Oh about. no, no, no. <laughs> no. All right, up next, Jethal. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Chris, and I play Jethal, the Elf Wizard. <laughs> Why? Every time, why? He doesn't <laughs> what talk that? like that. It's only when he follows you. Because uh, why yeah. not? It's like Count Dracula's like stunted blah, cousin. Blah, blah. <laughs> it, uh, he's following after Count Chocula is what he's doing. <laughs> is that what's going on? Heck yeah. No, 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 no. I count the spiders on the wall. <laughs> I count the candles in the hall. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Anyway. All right. And I'm last... counting on you, Tony, to keep us in track. Oh, oh we're all doomed. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, Tegan, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Hey, guys, I'm Chris, the other Chris. I play Tegan Stubbleduck, the gnome sorcerer. And if this is Tegan's world, you guys, you guys are in serious trouble. Exactly. Tegan's a material gnome. Well, I mean, aren't we often? <laughs> Just broadly <laughs> at the last, you know, 70-some episodes. <laughs> he is, Tegan's a, a little excited because he did get to do that killing blow, which was kind of cool. So he's doing his little dance, the same dance that distracted the guard for so long. Are he's you Are you wearing dance. pants yet? Or no, Oh, no. I haven't done still... that yet. It's kind of, I'm kind of twirling them like a cowboy. Doing are are you like twirling them and teabagging Zane Crow all at the same time? <laughs> Kids, oh, good ask Lord. your parents what a teabag is. Parents, no. ask your kids what he probably just, is. He probably just has to walk over him, right? Like, <laughs> short enough. He's just flaunting at him, telling him he knew his uh, Zane's mother really well. You know, typical Xbox <laughs> yeah, insults. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because that's how Tegan insults. <laughs> I know your mother. She's a very nice lady. And 
I don't know what else I'm gonna say. She makes exactly. Do you, you remember that diplomacy check where I'm like, Zane's bad, <laughs> and it worked. So he's not the most eloquent of gnomes. All right. So uh, w- shortly after the Zane and his uh, soldiers were were uh, had fallen. Uh, both Tormir and Jethal sprinted into the car, which is, despite not looking that, uh, it, I mean, it looks big. It's not small by any stretch of the imagination, but it it's seems uh, arranged very spaciously on the inside. There seems to be more room than you would have otherwise expected. Uh, but before we get into what you guys what see is in it, there, the TARDIS? no, it's not. It's not TARDIS technology. Uh, but before we get into what the two of you guys see in there, by the way, Tormir sprinted in a bit faster as he had haste upon him right he's at the end. also of... naturally faster. Yeah, well, I mean, he's naturally faster and supernaturally faster at this, at this point in time. Um, but outside, uh, shortly after they run in, uh, while they're inside, uh, Athir, Tegan, and Tabitha are still outside the vehicle. Uh, the large clockwork mechanical suit that was being piloted by Zane Crow be- see like steam escape from some of the seams, and it begins to open. Yeah. Uh, as it does, a great deal of smoke and steam begins to pour out, initially obscuring whatever it is inside. Eventually, as the vapor begins to clear... You hear coughing coming from within. <coughs> there within the suit, struggling to try his best to stand, is Zane Crow, a man who, under normal circumstances, would look incredibly handsome. He's got well-defined arms, a thin mustache, and a devil's point beard on his chin. He has piercing hazel eyes and a very fancy dress, uh, complete with uh, cloth pauldrons and sort of a mock military-esque, uh, with stripes going down the sides of the shoulders. Wait, he's wearing a fancy dress? That's what I was going to ask. No, he's not wearing a fancy dress. Well, he's you did, in no, fancy you said dress. he's wearing You said he's wearing a With fancy shoulder dress. Pads. He's How wearing, I mean, uh, look, you? I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, does it have pockets? <laughs> it has to have pockets. It has pockets. I mean, it's utilitarian. Uh, no, <laughs> he is not he is not wearing a dress. a dress. He is in fancy dress. See, you not, can see where the confusion happens. Yes. He's in a fancy dress. We know this. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> with shoulder pads. With shoulder pads. Uh, I'm glad we could address that situation. Boo. However, his somewhat burnt hair and face, likely from the last attack that was given, uh, looks to have diminished his good looks quite a bit. He weakly begins to reach for some sort of a strange weapon that looks like a barrel with a handle that's attached to his belt. Uh-oh. I look straight at him, point my finger, and say, I wouldn't if I were you. Oh, the gnome is so threatening. He does not seem to really hesitate much. Um, but, All right. But he does say, he goes, you fools. <laughs> you have no idea what you've done today, do you? Apparently, with the lack of response, you have no idea what you've done today. Apparently, no one wants um, to respond. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. From inside the car, you hear, Yeah, we kicked your butt pretty good there. <laughs> Put the weapon down. Look who's the Foley artist. If I die here, <coughs> all of Malatune will fall. And it will be... <coughs> On your hands. Ooh, he's getting into acting. Put the weapon down. I won't say it again. He, uh, he turns it to aim directly at Tegan. Alright, cast the last, uh, searing light spell. I just like the fact that everyone's just sitting here watching... Him. Yeah, like Tabitha, Tabitha like, Atheris, do it. Atheris, <laughs> yeah, Atheris literally standing over him going, I approve. Atheris <laughs> <laughs> is, is trying to decide here. Uh, Atheris yeah, has I mean, this like, 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, I've got this huge sword in my hand, and he has to get through me to get to Tegan. So, just say, this is not a good idea on his part. I'm just picturing him sitting there, like, you know, Thier sitting there with his foot up on a dead body, you know, his sword up in one hand, and he just slowly raises his hand out with a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... This gnome has been running around pants. I don't know if I can hit so. him. He's 65 feet away from me. We're, we're in narrative time right now. Yeah, but still, I couldn't... I mean, I, well, mean, uh, take, uh, I if, guess I it, could step forward. I mean, if you're not, not going to move, yeah, technically you can't hit him. But it's also... You can shoot more than one range increment away. It's just a penalty to do so. Mm. Can I... Um, as far as mechanics go, can I try to slap the weapon out of his hand with my sword? Sure. I, I will... Uh, I, I'm not going to do the standard disarm check. I'm just going to have you make a, a athletics check to try to do so. All right. A fancy pants check. Uh, fancy okay. pants check? That's that. Oh, okay. And then, um, Tegan, I would like you to give me a religion check to see which of the two of you guys, whether disarming or the spell going off, goes first. Okay. Do, 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 do. I got a 20. Okay. And what did you say you got a there? I got a 30. Okay. So Ooh. as he has the weapon pulled up and has aimed directly at Tegan, Tegan begins to cast a spell and a with his sword just kind of deftly slaps the, uh, the, the weapon out of his hand and it kind of goes, uh, you know, probably five, 10 feet away, sliding away on the ground. <laughs> And Tegan goes, whew, I'm really glad you did that because I'm out of third level spells. I can't cast it. <laughs> oh, you were, you were bluffing the whole time? You're like, oh. bluffing the whole time. <laughs> oh, good. I, did, I, I had nothing. <laughs> no, apparently, he is going to miss his shot. Oh. Boom, boom. Okay, I'm starting putting my pants on now. Well, well, Hamilton's a great musical. <laughs> Please. Oh man! So I mean, I don't disagree, but <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of in the boat that we just tie Tegan up and leave him here. If he can't keep his <laughs> pants on, <clears throat> so you do that, and uh, he coughs a few more times. <coughs> Save my city! They will be here within a fortnight. And shortly after that, he loses consciousness, coughing a couple more times. Who's they? I have questions. Who's well? Let's Fortnite. pick him up and get out of here. This thing's fixing to explode. Um. <clears throat> meanwhile, Tormir and Jathal. So Tormir, you sprint in first. By the way, for people who don't know, a fortnight is two weeks. I thought it was a game. It is also a game. Two I weeks for it was babies. A dance. You what? I thought it was a dance. My kids are always talking about the Fortnite dance. The flossing? There yeah. is. That, that, that's. Uh, Fortnite uh, is the game. The dance is what the characters can do in the game. Uh, uh, just boomer moments with Tegan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that needs to be a special segment. <laughs> oh, man. I was informing of uh, you know people of the arcane knowledge or arcane language that Tony's using. Oh. I, I mean, think you should inform me of the arcane language you guys are using also. Oh, well, I did. If we did, you're good now. Okay, we're, we're all good. Anyway, so inside. Do you know the... what video games are, or do we have to uh, explain those to you as well? No, I know what those are. Okay, good. <laughs> There's a new invention called the wheel. You should check it out. <gasps> God. All right. Let's let's circle anyway. back to game now. Um, so Tormir and Jathal run into the vehicle. Tormir is in the lead between the two, and find Lady Isabella. Lady Isabella sitting on one of the chairs inside the vehicle. She looks somewhat stressed out, but she's not bound or you know restricted within the vehicle at all. 
I'm sorry, but all I'm picturing is like folding chairs inside of the. Uh, it's the it's trans- a vehicle. Did you, I know. Did you think uh, they were all standing in there? No, no, no. Like I'm picturing her being on like a folding chair. I don't know why. You never With like said a, like one of those hanging lights over her head, and she's in an interrogation area. Or? No, just I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I, okay. And so. out of nowhere comes the Undertaker and grabs the chair out from under her and whips her in the back of the head. All right. Um, Isabella, what are you, what, what's going on here? Well. You, you might want to fix to get out, by the way. Oh? Did you? This thing's about to blow. Oh. Believe Isabella, yeah. There's, then, we need to yeah. go. We, we, we absolutely should. Um, is Zane... What? Okay, still- Tormir just picks her up and, and takes her out at this point. Okay. Tormir out, okay. Like, not takes her up out? Women like, and, as uh, in, like... Look, look, someone told me I needed to pick up more chicks, and apparently <laughs> I did not get the message correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Jathal is my wingman. Oh, jeez. Oh, nice. And oh, both man. times. <laughs> nice. That's true. You, no, I'm a terrible wingman, what can I say? Yep. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, you grab her and uh, run out. So, you get out. Uh, what about the rest of you guys? Do you leave Zane near the near the vehicle when it explodes? I thought we uh, tied him up with the rope that we had. Well, do you leave him tied up next to the vehicle when it explodes? <laughs> no, I'll just grab them tied up, hog-tied, and, you know, just drag them along away from the, yeah, the he's, vehicle. He's fully unconscious. And Tegan, burned. how do you feel at this point seeing someone else hogtied? A little jealous, I think, right? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get everybody out of here before it explodes. Well, I think we're getting ourselves out of here, so... I, I'm I mean, trying to same. pull his leg, but he's too heavy. Alright. You guys, I mean, it, the explosion's not big, so you... I'm sorry, I'm well, picturing we don't know uh, to- Tegan trying to, oh. like... No, no, I know you don't a, know that. Uh, but so you guys, you get away and you, you try to book it, and the vehicle explodes, and uh, you you've, you're halfway down the block, and you realize it only maybe went you know twenty feet away from it. So it's just like just you know pressure building up, shaking like steam coming out, and it just goes. <laughs> no, it more seemed like it was an internal explosion that it would have uh, damaged or or killed anyone inside the vehicle, but well, there's only minimal shrapnel that comes out. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> So, um, just out of curiosity, did Bolo come with us, or is he just still hanging out on top no, of this thing? Bo- Bolo, ran, Bolo got, had gotten off when he told you it was about to explode. Okay. He came with us. Cool. Were you hoping that Bolo just went down with his ship? No, I just kind of wondered what happened to him in this whole situation. So, if he, he uh, decided to wander away, or whether he was checking something out and just forgot that it was going to explode, or what? So... <laughs> Lady Isabella looks down at Zane and goes, "Is he dead?" Out oh, Tormir, Hopefully why don't you not. rub your berries on him? Here, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Do a medicine check, and and I'll I'll check and see if he's dead. Okay, give me a medicine check. Oh no, twenty eight. That's the best medicine check in like two campaigns. Are you, you using medicine, medicine to try to heal him? No, just checking to see okay. if he's alive. He is still alive, albeit is, he's. Probably he's stabilized at this point, but he was bleeding out. Okay, so he's he's alive and he's stable. Okay. Why are Lady you so Isabella, worried about him? Do you him? know what who uh, he was talking to that they're going to be here in two weeks? Well, I can tell you part of what I know at least. Okay. Can we talk and walk, or are we? I don't really know if we want to be hanging around here. And Lady Isabella. Uh, do you know what he was talking about when he was, um, as said that they were coming within two weeks? So, yes, but I, I need to give you a little bit of backstory to understand who the they are. Is it something that needs to be done now, or can we do it when we get to our, uh, back to the meetup area? Well, um... I don't know if we need to stay here, because that could be bad. Shortly after you say that, uh, around the corner, you see sprinting um, Alina Two Swords, Marin, 
Shale, Jarman, and the rest of the, that, that entire group from over there. And they're like, guards are coming, run now! Alright, well that answers that question. Alright, let's go run. Do we try to carry a uh, chutney? No, what's his name? Chutney? Chutney? What? I mean, after after what you did to him, Tegan, yeah, he's kind of <laughs> chutney at the moment. <laughs> My God. Wait, wait. How did you make the leap from Zane Crow <laughs> to Chutney? Is it because you heard the Sharman? Uh, I mean... The <laughs> Sharman? Oh. I don't know. The the guy, one of the guys that are Jarman. Jarman. I'm sorry. All Jarman. I heard is Sharman. <laughs> I, I probably took like Jarman and and Crow and mixed them and put it okay. together. Chet. I okay. I'm, no, I'm, no. Sharman is believable. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no, no. You know what? We're not gonna really visit this. I I think that the chutney just we're just gonna leave that as is Tegan right there. <laughs> Right. Asking asking further questions drives us further into madness. I'm still <laughs> being driven into madness regardless because whatever. Anyways, uh I, I guess Tormir will Tormir will pick up Zane. Uh, okay. What? No no one else. I'm is carrying really him as not uh, Ma- good enough or what? Marin looks at you really strangely, Tormir, as she sees who you have and Want, looks like she wants to ask a question and then thinks for only a split second about the fact there's guards coming and kind of holds her thoughts and then continues running. I mean, he is still tied up, so. Yeah. She's just, uh, it's, it, she seems to be somewhat uh, confused as to the fact that you would attempt to save him. Oh, no. We're going to interrogate him. She doesn't know that. He's unconscious. He's not hearing any of this. Run, run, run. So you guys sprint away. Um, I am going to ask everyone to give me your choice of an athletics or an acrobatics check to see if anyone falls behind. Neither? (laughs) Acrobatics. All right. Uh, Tormir, which did you roll and what did you get? Well, I rolled an athletics and got... A thirty-three. All right. Do you want me to roll for Francis, or is he no, just going to keep? No, you up can with just me? roll for yourself. Okay. Woohoo! Um, all right, Tabitha, what did you get? I got a nat twenty. I got a thirty-two. Plus so ten. Forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing handsprings all the way around. All right, Athir, what did you get? I got a thirty-three. Oh, we're doing pretty good here so far. Tegan, what I score the earth here. I know we're like running side by side right now, pace for pace. Apparently, apparently we've all had energy drinks. Must have. Uh, Tegan, what did you get? I got a twenty-two. I'm still putting my pants on. <laughs> I all right. Putting your pants on. And and Jathal, what did you get? I got a twenty. Are you helping him put his pants on? <laughs> no, I'm just not good at running. So that's fair. He's just picking up all the change that's falling out of Tegan's pockets. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so the DC in my head for that one was twenty. So you guys all. So no what one passed. That? The DC for that was twenty. So we oh. didn't have to go into a skills challenge for anyone who fell behind. Then I'm lucky that I rolled a 19. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Well done, Jathal. Because otherwise I would have fell behind. What's your athletics? I have a zero and a one for both of those. So. Wow. J- Jathal does not move quickly. I'm not an he athletic not person. <laughs> All right. So. Moving your way through the streets, uh, it looks like you're about to lose Jathal for a moment, but Jathal, you know, just does his best to keep up. And He trips on some uh, cobblestones. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, that's I, he's doing better than he normally does, so. Uh, anyway, you guys finally make it back to um, a, a building that you can get up and get up to the rooftop and away from the guards and ultimately make it to 
be able to reboard the airship again. It's the good ship, Lollipop. So, once on board the airship, um, you are visited by uh, Vaney, who, and also, uh, Ma- uh, Mad Marwood is here as well. He apparently got back earlier than you guys did. And they go, how'd it go? I, oh, is that, is that Zane? Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, she looks over at, uh, Mirren and goes, is, is Zane supposed to be here? I don't know. They had tied him up and I just felt kind of bad leaving him there. There's something wrong. We need to figure out what's going on. Isabella, can you clear this up? What's going on? All right. Well, I think everyone should sit down. Tormir we just need some tea. puts Zane down on the ground and just sits on top of him. Okay. <laughs> so we're like, you guys are all in the cargo hold at this point. So if everyone like sits down here, she goes, okay, and goes right into it. Well, sometimes you have to be more specific with us. I find a crate to sit on. Okay. I sit on the uh, floor and um, start petting uh, Francis and Gregory. So Zane had sent some of his uh, soldiers to uh, attempt to, once he heard that, that we were coming back up up here, apparently one of his spies noticed us uh, and must have gotten word fairly quickly or maybe just took the initiative. I, I honestly don't know that part. Uh, but uh, I was... Uh, kidnapped while we were on the way to the bell tower. Um, I recall that ha, we were told you guys. I recall that we were walking through among the crowds. Uh, I heard someone say my name. I looked to see who it might have been, thinking it may have been Marin or someone else with rebellion. Uh, but I didn't see anyone, so I turned back, and then I lost track of the rest of you guys among the crowd. Hmm. I searched for a while, got turned around, and. Heard my name again, followed it, thinking it may have been one of one of the group or, again, one of the rebellion. Um, before I could make too much progress, I started feeling dizzy and lost consciousness. Hmm. When I finally came to, th- that was when I realized I had been kidnapped and I found myself uh, locked in a, uh, a room with uh, in the safe house of Zane Crow. He had kidnapped me because he wanted to make a deal. Uh, my job was to convince the rebellion that uh, they should make peace with Zane and no longer try to overthrow him. And Marin laughs at that, and Alina, or, or no, I'm sorry, Marin doesn't laugh at that. Alina Two Swords just kind of bursts out laughing. Ha! <laughs> make peace. Marin kind of like holds up one hand, like, "Let her speak. I want to hear the all full details." So, what Zane told me was, and, and Zane's always trusted no one, so he's had spy, spies all throughout Malatoon and beyond. Uh, apparently, one reported him that there there was a growing number of undead in the ruins not far from Clear Meadow. Zane had uh, Zane's uh, reconnaissance had informed him that the number of undead was continuously growing day by day. Uh, he had debated whether or not it was a large threat uh, and whether or not to mobilize uh, soldiers from Malatoon to come down, but before he made the decision, it ended up getting cleared out by some random adventurers and uh, was no longer a threat. Uh, the apparently, what he referred to as a dark wolfen uh, was witnessed escaping the ruins. So, What's after the dark wolfen, wasn't it that creature that that was with the dragon, the the dragon lich? We we fought Wait. him before we dropped the dragon lich. You you know of this dark wolfen? Yeah, yeah, we crossed paths. Anyway, keep going with your story. Wait, okay. wait. Sorry, out of game. A second. 
the werewolf guy? Yeah. Is that what we were talking about or whatever? Oh, yeah, okay. the werewolf dude that we fought just before we fought the dragon. Like, Yay, we remembered things! Presumably. Got it, got it, got it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, but a little over a week ago, while the rest of us were down in uh, Promothor's labs, his spies uh, further south from Clear Meadow had found that the Dark Wolfen had been seen yet again. The last information from his spies was that this Dark Wolfen was assembling another force of the undead. Um, further south, where they were headed and what it was for and how many were numbered were not gathered. And after that, no further communication came from his spies that far south. So, do they say anything how big this undead group was or is? We, he didn't know. He knew that it was growing and that it was a, that the the dark wolfen was in charge of it. But beyond that, uh, he he did not he he didn't have any information from his spies as to how what the what the what they numbered in. Um. Shortly after that, the communication was lost. However. Um, the Wolfen that counted themselves among the membership of the uh, Steamworks Union or Cogworks Union um, began going berserk. Started attacking others at random. Hmm. You and Lady Isabella looks at you guys and goes, you recall the, the, the wolf, the, the werewolf or half-wolf, half-human things that attacked mm-hmm. when you first met me. Those are those are soldiers, or were anyway soldiers among the Union membership. I'm sure Tegan remembers, right, Tegan? Uh, no, I was conked on the head and thrown to the floor, so I remember very little of the wolf creature. Oh, right, yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> the once the other wolfen. Among the Union, uh, went started going berserk. Zane was forced to cull nearly all of them. Uh, and that's why when we came and made the assault, uh, we didn't see any of them. Hmm. I, I well, would, that's good for us. Uh, but because he had to remove all the, uh, what, the, the, the wolf people from his uh, forces, this, you know, the, his military force, Zane's force, was... Greatly diminished in strength at the same time. So that was why he had approached me to make a deal. To try to unite his forces with that with those of the rebellion and create a unified force to defend what he believed was potentially a, a large threat to Malatune. Now, I don't know how much of that I believe. But I can confirm I did not see a single werewolf at all. Any of those that attacked me or any others um, in his entire stronghold when, when I was there. Hmm. Danny, and, can you... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And uh, as far as I know, or I, I didn't see any that came in, in his car. And Marin says there weren't any in the other car either. So, assuming his story is true, it's at least verifiable as far as the there were no wolves among his forces. And being that he was moving strongholds, I would assume he would bring the strongest forces he could have had with him. Vandy, can you scry outside of the city and see if what they say is true? I cannot scry. I'm sorry. Do I have the wrong person? Who's the person goes, with the I, crystal bowl? Well, she's like, I can, I can teleport. I can bring us there. Who did we? Oh, it was your sister. It was your sister. I I can, I can locate where something is, but I that doesn't give me the ability to see it. That's how we were able to find where Lady Isabella was, but it didn't give us the ability to see where she was. Oh. My sister, however, can, and she's down that way. Can you talk to her? Uh, I can. 
I, I, we we have no special communication link, but I can certainly visit her and ask her to look for us. Uh, Over in Clear Meadow. Yeah, yeah she can teleport there. Yeah. Well, well I, I can't. Yeah. I can't teleport all the way to Clear Meadow from here. It doesn't have that long of range. But I can get us partway there. I mean, we also have a you know moderately quick form of air travel. That's true. It's true. Uh, Marin, Who uses what do you the think? airship that we have? Marin, what are your thoughts? I don't think you want to join forces with Zane. No, I mean, that's honestly the last thing I would want. My intention of all of this was to free the city from Zane's rule. And then uh, once I have at least everything stabilized the intention was at that point to then turn over rule to whoever was you know open up uh, of some form of elections or uh, some way to select a uh, uh, someone who is who could be appointed to make the decisions that is chosen by those who live in this in in the cogworks district would you be able to undead who are about to take this city over can honor the results of the election can you take over Zane's forces in the meantime and it, while we figure out what's going on with this threat? I mean, I could certainly uh, take over in name, but wh- whether or not they'd follow me, I, I cannot say. I mean, they, they are still individuals of their own volition. If Zane still is, you know, a, if Zane is still here, and she gestures towards Zane's tied-up body over there, then... What what are they are they more likely to follow him or follow me? I don't know. It depends on how bad of a boss he was, I guess. So we we got two things we have to do. We have to figure out a way to unite the forces for Malatune, and then we also have to figure out a way to find out if this undead army undead army's real. Oh, Jeez. I think the army's that, real. We, I we don't know think about... that's a Right. We know about an undead army already. Well, but Yeah, but the... we, we kind of put a big damper in them. Yeah, Did when we, we defeated we, the Dragon Lynch, we, there was no, they, there was no, no undead army left, right? We uh, helped the guy that released the zombie horde. No, 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 that's... That was Rallos. Uh, that was Rallos, and that was in a different... That time. was Rallos, but ultimately Rallos isn't what Rallus isn't the issue. It's the wolf creature. The, uh, uh, it's not even... I mean, yes, he is also a problem, but... Um, I'm trying to find his so name. You, I can't find uh, his name. Marin kind of speaks up at this point, and, and Lady Isabella kind of almost... They almost say the same thing in unison. Wait, so if you've met this wolf person thing, what Zane refers to as a dark wolf and what what is he and who is he to you well we tried to stop him he was doing a really bad ritual trying he, to he was thing. trying to raise iron fang lady isabella like looks around iron fang who is that and marin's face just goes white uh well he he's you know a uh an old dragon. Oh, I'm, I've heard of the legend dead. of Iron Fang, but was trying yep. to raise, raise that's, it. That's that's the one. Tormir's just uh, glaring at Tegan right now. Yes. Wait, is this the one that's in Tegan's head? He was mm-hmm. trying. Baron to... just slowly turns to look at Tegan. He uh, goes, what? So we had X-Nay. a bit of a. The... We had a X- bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> she like encounter. makes a like <laughs> we had a bit of an encounter where they we disrupted the ritual of actually bringing Iron Fang back to life as a Draco Lich. However, in doing that, our dear friend Tegan, that's uh, stretching a little bit, has some has gained a com- 
patriot of sorts. He's up in man, here playing chess. Man, you're really dragging that sentence out. Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to say. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but yes, he apparently has the soul and mind of Iron Fang in his head, I guess. I don't really know all the reasons or how. It's That's fine. He's my playing, understanding. We're just playing chess. The, what we need to get back to is the wolf that tried to raise him. We need to find out if this. No, it's not fine. It's probably a different issue. <laughs> it is a different issue. Uh, things that have been thought about. Uh, but yes, so we did have a run in with this. We stopped the ritual, so person. I mean that's good. Uh, but I believe, if I do recall, he was in contact with our dear friend Hup. Oh, who currently, that's right. Who currently is has his body inhabited by the great lich. I can't remember his name. Kundal. Kundal. <laughs> there it is. Kindal? I thought I have you were about to say a different thing. What? Kendall and Barbie. No, no, Tony. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was about to tell us he's going to see us next Tuesday. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes, yeah, so uh, ultimately, Kundal is the master orchestrator here, as far as we can tell. So this Dark Wolfen is but one of his minions? That's what it seems. Lieutenants, maybe? So, yeah. Okay, so a lieutenant. lieutenant yeah. But if the Dark Wolfen is able to amass an army on his own, how powerful is Kundal? Oh, Kundal is very powerful. Uh, I believe uh, Alina Two Swords may uh, have some words around... She looks that? over and goes, I would prefer not to think about it, but yes. The, what Once Jethal and the others explained what happened, and at least their perspective of it, and also promised to help help me reclaim Nishtun, yes, there was a great undead army that attacked, and apparently that was not Kundal. Um, but after... They had uh, freed Kundal for whatever reason. She still gl- she glares back not, over at Jethal again. Not by our choice. Then what we thought was a undead invasion really paled in comparison to what came next. It was apocalypse would be putting it lightly. Unfortunately, I have no recollection of what happened after. Uh, our dear friend Hup released uh, Kundal. The only one who does, I think, is Athir. Mm. So, I... Vaguely. I, I, I don't know what happened, but I do know it was bad. And that is not what our intent was, ever. I would, I would guess that he's probably the most powerful necromancer we know of. So, yeah, really, really bad. But I think we should concentrate on the wolf-like creature right now and the whatever army's coming be- coming this way. All right. Well, Marin just kind of sits there, kind of hands, hands crossed and kind of over her face, looked like she's deep in thought for a moment. Says, This is considerably more complicated than I had expected, but I think at the very minimum we need to assess whether or not uh, what how bad the the invasive force potentially is if they are coming this way, and then determine if we can stop them. Um, how long leave? did? I'm sorry? 
Should we leave Zane here under care while we take the airship to go take a look? I'm not certain. What What do you all think? I mean, we need to validate his concerns before I say we do anything. I just don't want him on the ship. I mean, I feel like he's safe here on the ship and we can keep an eye on him. Well, I mean, we can always we let him off the ship, you know, whenever you want. I mean, we don't even have to stop anywhere. We just let him off. I mean, <laughs> that seems a little harsh. He's a good but... character, right? <laughs> Was a good character. Wow. <laughs> Was a good character. He's um... now evil. <laughs> what would what would would there be able to have a um possibly an alliance made with uh the guild and Zane? I think that's the, possible to negotiate at least a temporary alliance. I don't know what will ultimately come of everything once I mean it's possible we may even be able to convince Zane to allow elections after this entire crisis has passed. I, I, I don't know. Um, he's always been power hungry, but after he had kidnapped me and explained to me what was going on, he seemed desperate. So he's lost a lot of the power he had. But maybe working with him is going to be a ring about a longer lasting, um, Alliance and a better work or better environment for all of the people in the city. Yeah, but there's nothing to say that once the threat is gone, he's not going to resume being his normal self. Shale adds in, that's exactly correct. And I don't disagree with that. But that's why I want to validate his claims before we decide to do anything, correct? So my thought is, let's leave him under guard here in the city so he can't do anything while we're in the airship. Because if he sabotages Probably the airship... Probably with the rebellion. Yeah, leave I him, think leave him he's a problem leaving him in the city. If he has his own guards within the city, that they'll try to rescue him. Oh, probably. That's a fair point. All right. Was, was there a brig on this airship? Uh, there's not, but I'm sure you could turn a small area of the cargo bay into one without too much difficulty. C- can yeah, I? So I can, can. Can I convince him that Tegan's pants is use, useful as a parachute? <laughs> I don't know. How good's your diplomacy? <laughs> um. So oh, wow. we can get to Clear Meadow and have uh, uh, Vaney's sister scry for us, and that way we don't have to get too close to him. Vanny says, I mean, there's no one better that I know that who could f- see exactly what's going on than than Vidi. Um, Although, if let's... we are dealing with a powerful necromancer, there's a good chance he's performed some sort of anti-scrying capability. Put up the do not disturb. However, we do have a powerful illusionist who can conceal our approach. Bridget speaks of and goes, that's true. How would you like us to be concealed? The same way we have been within the city. I mean, you know, no one suspects a cloud. What What about like a bird? Like a goose just flying along? That's an awfully big goose. It doesn't have to be the same size, does it? Yeah, I, 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 I would have to just, to, I can't simply make it appear a different size than it is. Well, that's disappointing. Massive goose. That's not frightening at all. I mean, I, I could make it a massive goose, but I mean, if I saw a goose this size, I might be more terrified than if it was an airship coming at me. Oh, gosh, it's a Canadian goose. They're pretty Fear. angry. Fear them. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to be that guy. Um, it's actually Canada goose. Anyway. What did I say? Canadian. Uh, it's a Canadian goose. It's not Canada dry. Canadian dry. We're good. (laughs) So the army is supposedly to the south? Is that my... Is that... 
what we for what Zane said, it's south of Clear Meadow. How far Which, south and where I don't know. And Clear Meadow so, is south of here, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, and in and, and in is south of Clear Meadow. So this is yeah. a more northerly. So, question. Uh, I don't remember where the like mountain or the area that we fought the or like disrupted the ritual was that was that south of yeah so okay so so to kind of get put paint the map wasn't in your that head, where we got the uh got the the caves yes so yeah it wasn't it wasn't a mountain it was more of a cavern system but uh, it was it was I mean it, it was a hill a, a fairly decent sized hill with a yeah. uh, dwarven fortifications or at least the re- the ruins of dwarven fortifications built on top. But anyway, so okay, you have the the mountain where Malatune is south of there, uh, about four four or five days travel or so. Uh, you have uh, Clear Meadow, and then to the east of Clear Meadow, only less than a day's travel is where that those dwarven ruins were. Okay. Another further four days south of Clear Meadow is in Conovis. If that and then okay. if you take in from Inconovis, it's almost a week's travel west of Inconovis to get to Nistune. So, how fast does this start? This uh, flying ship go? Did we we did haven't really opened her up, huh? Computer, what is your maximum velocity? Do you know what velocity is? Computer? You mean... Oh, sorry, I don't know that word. Airship, what is your maximum velocity? This airship, currently at one-fifth power capacity, can travel at approximately 8.3 miles per hour. We might as well just get out and run. Don't forget, overland travel can't be done at a sprint the entire day. On foot, the speed of the slowest member of the team, you could probably make it about 20 miles in a day. I mean, Tormir could probably go 32 miles on his own in the same time. But even on horseback, unladen, without a cart, you'd make it at most 40 miles in a day. The airship, since it doesn't get exhausted and it can move continuously, could make it almost probably about 200 miles in a day, uh, which would actually make the trip between uh, Malatune and... Clear Meadow in less than three quarters of a day, uh, which is a lot faster than the four days it took you to travel with horseback uh, and a cart. Um, I mean, eight miles an hour isn't that slow for overland travel that doesn't have to stop. How many is that in Tegan's? A lot. We're trying to figure out how fast the uh, airship is going. Uh, So we're measuring it in Tegan's. By the way, that's approximately 21,912 Tegans per hour. <laughs> okay. That is incredible. But <laughs> you could do that in your head like that. That's amazing. I'm sure he used the computer. No, I used a calculator. I just knew how to get there quickly. <laughs> yeah, I heard the uh, typing. All right. So... Do we want to head south and try and validate this before we go but i understand that that would potentially leave the city i don't know slightly unguarded i suppose do people need to stay behind do just some of us need to go i'm going is jethal just looking at lady isabella as he's making this comment <laughs> i mean staring longingly I, in her I, eyes I, I look at her frequently, but I'm also looking at other people. Uh-huh. Lady Isabella says, I, "I, to be honest, I think all of us should go. If your ship travels at the speed that it says it does, and we can make it there within the day, then uh, I, I, I would be very surprised if we couldn't get back here to defend the city if we had to before it was necessary. I say all right. we go. Let's do it. Airship, guys. Woohoo! Who's got <laughs> the snacks? All right, so where are we putting this guy? And Tormir just taps Zane on the uh, the back. Uh, 
as he's still sitting on him. If we could find a closet. That locks. I still don't like the idea of this guy being free. He's not free. Mm, if he's not I mean, dead, he's, he's not got he's still free. Uh, I... Let's keep him bound and let's put him in a cell. He'll be fine. Well, there is no brig on this ship. We have oh. to make one. Okay, well, let's make one. Tormir gets to be on guard duty and knock him out again when he wakes up. Nope, I'm co-pilot. You're co-pilot? Yep, because I'm the captain. What? There's only two people who can operate this vessel successfully. All right, kids. <laughs> Come on. All right. Tabitha, you're in charge. Well, yeah, I'm usually in charge, but what are we doing right now? We're trying to I build need a cell. I need, you to, I need you to get put him somewhere where he can't get out of and tie him up. Tabitha picking up Zane and putting him anywhere will be a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I could saying... I'd be happy to put this guy wherever. No. As, as if they just lobs him over the edge of the deck. Somewhere Captain on the airship, preferably. <laughs> I will delegate this. You guys do All right. that. Ladies I'm going to go can you, start driving uh, us. assist me in this uh, endeavor? Sure. I've got his feet. Well, I figured that one of the uh, one of these guys can that lifted him in can help us, you know, that, bring him to Tormir. wherever. Tormir's the only one that brought him in, so <laughs> <laughs> big strong guys that you are. Uh, I will be up on the bridge, Just direct <laughs> starting us to our destination okay well i make a uh area that in the um cargo area for him to be safely uh as tormir Uh, or sorry oh i'm not going to require any checks you guys can you know pretty easily secure him and make sure that that all well that's why i asked as uh lady isabella that you know she'd have a Maybe a better. I mean, he's he's tied up. He's unconscious. He's not really that difficult to secure at this point. So, um, I set a guard on, like, to watch, make sure that he doesn't. I mean, in all likelihood, he probably will eventually regain consciousness. How long that will be? Well, yeah, yeah. the goal is to have him regain consciousness, but to uh, that that he won't try and make a break for it when he does regain. Go go ahead, Tegan. That, that was Brandon who was talking. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. Now Brandon's offended. <laughs> Is Sounds Brandon going to talking me. to us in, his, in the third person? Uh, so as uh, Tormir and Jethal are walking up to the bridge, uh, Tormir just starts going, no, This is pretty exciting getting to fly an airship over land like this. What about to boldly go where no dwarf has ever gone before? Boo... Yeah, you're right. We are. It is exciting. Honor this occasion with some tea. Oh, that'd be lovely. Earl Grey, hot. I'm thinking some black tea. Maybe breakfast tea? Hmm. Ooh, breakfast tea. Mm. Second breakfast? There's always room for a second breakfast. Sounds like the uh, ideal situation, then. And then maybe we can have fourth breakfast. Ooh. All right, guys. Don't get too excited. Say, what did they call that uh, that blue werewolf that we saw again? What did they name it? What were they saying the name was? Blue? I'll be honest, I can't quite remember. I think it was Sonic. The hedgehog. <laughs> I just realized I'm like right. butting into the conversation, yeah. and I'm let's, not even let's there. Let's let, let let's let the people who are in the conversation finish the conversation. Uh, no, really. What was the name of the what were what was Zane calling the black werewolf that he was saying was the dark the dark wolfling the dark wolfen 
Dark Wolfen. Okay. I think. I think we need to check with Master Ganthus. Maybe he's heard of anything. He is south of here. Maybe he's heard of something that uh, maybe some some possibly rumblings of this. What, what I mean, was the name again? Is it? You dark, do have a device something? to communicate with him. Yeah, that's what I mean. So oh, I, I thought you're trying to waste our time going off on some sort of side thing. Oh no no no! Of course not. I would never do that. <laughs> I would never take us go picking apples again. That was just silly. No, no, I uh, never gonna lift that down. Yeah, I know. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, I I might uh, I'll have to write Master Ganthus and see if see if he's heard of anything uh, as of late or knows of any potentials uh, potential issues that of this dark dark what was the name would they call him dark wolf something if only I had some way to contact the members of the white lily I I don't have a good way for that no I I know I was just kind of lamenting I know that uh, Vidi uh, not Vidi yeah Vidi was able to help us contact people before so I'm assuming if we if we need to I'm sure if when we get to Clear Meadow we can probably pick her up and she can help us contact someone from the the White Lily Are you sure it's best to head that way first? Well which way do you think we should go? I mean we're on a li limited time scale here if we're going to do uh -huh. some sort of reconnaissance, we should just head over the area first. Maybe extract what? some information from our incapacitated friend out in the cargo hold. I, I mean, I thought that's what we were trying to corroborate was his... He said that there was potentially an army to the south. That's down towards Clear Meadow. Was it to the south? I thought it was to the east. No, no, the, the army's to the south. It's south oh, of Clear oh, Meadow. Okay. Okay. Oh, to the east near where was, we were uh, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Inconovus is also down to the south of us. Sorry. So, I don't know how I managed to mess that up. All right. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Storm Chaser. Let's uh, lay in a course. For heading south. Confirmed. Full speed. Shouldn't All we right. get out of the mountain first? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was gonna ask if there was a possibility of icebergs, but uh, I mean, yeah, that whole mountain thing. I'm like storm chaser. Make sure we're out of the mountain before we just go. You know, full full speed. Full speed. <laughs> It seems like it'd be a titanic mistake if you had just laid that course in. <laughs> oh. Alright. So, as you leave the mountain and take off full speed to the south, uh, we will, the camera will fade to the sky, or look to the sky and slowly fade to black. The camera? The camera. I mean, we're, uh, it, there's so a camera. As we start heading off, I want to send my message to yeah. Master Ganthus. We, we, will, we will have that so. message to Master Ganthus sent next time, or at, when we come back for season sure. three. Sure, sure. Season uh, three? We remember Did we it. get renewed? We, yep, we have, we've been renewed for another season. Our whole budget of zero has been renewed. Thank you, base Netflix gods. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we fade out as the Storm Chaser uh, speeds off into the distance. But After we'll fade, leaving the mountains. <laughs> we will fade back in. It's evening outside. A gentle breeze can be heard blowing through the trees. As we look around, we see the large building of the apple orchard south of Clear Meadow. With all the lights off. We pan over slightly and see a man with slightly orange hair looking past us with a look that is a mixture of both shock and fear. This man is recognizable as Thomas, the one who accompanied our heroes to the Dwarven Ruins, 
and was the sole survivor among the farmhands. As we continue to watch him, his look of fear slowly turns to that of determination and intensity. Suddenly, the top half of an apple tree flies just over his head, crashing into another of the standing trees, snapping both into pieces. Thomas yells out, Retreat! Head to Clear Meadow! We must fortify! And he and several other farmhands turn and run. The camera turns around to see what Thomas and the others were fleeing from, and we can see what only can be described as a swarm of zombies, numbering in the hundreds. Clawing over one another and surging forward, less like an attacking force and more like an incoming tidal wave. Behind the zombies, you can see three towering undead giants lumbering forward, picking up trees and boulders and launching them over the army to smash anything before them. An undead drake screeches just past the camera as we finally pan down to the leader of this force. The bluish-gray-furred werewolf, with dark spikes dripping with black ichor piercing through his skin, wearing pauldrons and clawed gauntlets. As the camera nears the wolf, he smiles and says, They were here. I can smell them. Burn it all to the ground. I will not be humiliated again. That's going to be intense. And that is the end of Season 2 of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Thank you again, listeners, for tuning in. When we come back for Season 3, we will resume the story from where we left off here. Uh, We'll have a short break, but otherwise, uh, we will catch you guys uh, next time. So in the meantime, please reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, You can find us at Paper, Pencil, Dice. You can send us emails at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please let us know what you thought of uh, Season 2 or even Season 1 for that matter. Uh, we really appreciate your feedback, letting us know what you think, uh, you know, helping us improve uh, in the future and keep what you like and you know, maybe change or, or update what, is, uh, what isn't working. So just l- we really appreciate the feedback. Please let us know. Uh, but otherwise, listeners, until next time, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper, Pencil, Dice.